0: Nolan is standing by. Hey, Wacky Bruce! Coming to you from an undisclosed location. This is the Bruce exclusive, and here's your host, Bruce Nolan. Right.
1: Serving it up to you live on the Buffalo Rumbling's Vidcast Network. I'm Bruce Nolan. That's Snake Geary, and this is food for thought. That's right. A show combining two of your three favorite F-words. Food Mm -hmm. and football. The third one's Furballs. Because (laughs) he had it right there on camera. Get your mind out of the gutter. It's obviously Furballs. A reminder that every show on the Buffalo Rumblings broadcast, on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, mind you, is presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping locally and nationwide. Order online at picassopizza.net. Mr. Geary, how you doing? It's Friday. It's Chiefs Week. You're doing Kung Fu with the camera?
2: I'm doing Kung Fu with the camera. And also, you genuinely stumped me this week, pal. You, you, you stumped me on this week's show topic for the first time in the existence of this show.
1: Well, I'll make sure... That I do my best to repeat or maybe I should just retire right now and say well that's it pull a George Costanza tell a good joke have people laugh and just go all right that's it have a good day everybody just get up walk away
2: all right I'm done
1: if anyone was going to retire it would be you you're
2: you know you're you're in an advanced age ouch
1: ouch Mr. Geary
2: ouch you, you drink tea before bed, you know? I do. And, uh...
1: I do. <laughs> I do. do. I do.
2: Green you tea drink with tea honey. Be- You drink t- uh, tea before bed. Uh, you eat plain crackers, unsalted. I do. Uh-huh. Un-
1: unfrosted I- Pop-Tarts. Unfrosted Pop-Tarts, that's right. Unfrosted sugar cookies. <laughs> and grape nuts. G-
2: and-, and ginger snaps. No, no, not a ginger snap guy. I love I, I I love ginger snaps. I don't care that it makes me a geriatric. I, I, I so recently Bruce, uh, I came across lemon snaps, oh, basically God. like hard lemon shortcake cookies.
1: All right, I'm here yeah, for it.
2: Real, real good.
1: You know what else I'm here for? Genesee Brewery Company. Hell I'm all yeah. the way in on Genesee Brewing Company since 1878. Genesee has poured generations of brewing knowledge into each pint, can, and bottle of their beer. They make no sacrifices. When it comes to their beer, brewing each with the highest quality ingredients for a consistently great drinking experience. Look for Genesee Beer, Genesee Light, Cream Ale, and their specialty line with beers like Ruby Red Kolsch and Oktoberfest. Genesee Brewery, Rochester, New York. Even Karen in the comments section knows that that was a low blow. Nate, he knows. Better
2: watch out. Doesn't, you got to keep your head in a swivel, brother. I know. It's Chiefs
1: Week. You fight dirty.
2: I do. Hey, Make sure you
1: hit all the engagement buttons, people. Like, subscribe, rate, review, do all the things that make the endorphins go off in our brain. reminder that all Super Chats, $10 or greater, get a Genesee pint glass. Make sure you're following at Genesee Brewery and at Nate Geary Sports on Twitter. And DM at Nate Geary Sports. Proof of the Super Chat and the Genesee follow with your address. And he will get you a pint glass. Are you ready, Mr. Geary? Me. Yes, you. you, Is there another Mr. Geary around? Is the cat's last name Geary? If it is, he's here also, ready to go. Coming up with middle names for your pets is always a challenge. So you know that we recently got a a, a puppy, his name is Drax. Yeah. And so we were trying to come up with a middle name for Drax. And uh, one of my dog's middle names is Doggenhausen. Yes, very good. And we were trying to come up with something good. And we decided that his middle name was going to be Jump Up Again, so it's Drax Jump Up Again Nolan, and it's because he won't stop jumping up again. Sure. <laughs> so his if, name is Draximus. Is the full name obviously Draximus obviously. Jump Up Again. I don't Nolan. See, I don't have a middle name for Sam
2: here. He has. He goes by many names, uh, v- many different variations of Sam. Samson Samsonite is one that I, I that I use. regular Samsung, Samuel, uh, Samuel, yes, all of them. Ding dong, Sam- Samsonite might be my most popular one. uh You know, for the dumb and dumber folks and the fans. Do you always
1: start off by going Swami swan, swan, Samson, Simpsons, Swanson Simpson Swanson Simmy Swami Samson, Swam, Samson, Samsonite. Samsonite? I literally I do. Off.
2: I literally do it all, like probably once a day. Yeah. The go. things we say. Could you imagine if there were cameras and or microphones around us while we spoke to our animals?
1: Oh, we, everyone would think we were crazy. I'm convinced you could, why you could learn it, a lot about a person contact with us is because they watch us talk to our bets and they go, these guys are freaking crazy.
2: We should, before you get married, you should know how your
1: significant other speaks to, to animals. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like watching them order food and how they treat waiters. It's a hundred percent. Like that. that's right. That's right. Watch them talk to a pet. All right, let's get started. We're going to talk about white whales. Yeah. White whales today. And the reason that is is pretty obvious. It's Bills Chiefs. And I'm writing an article right now for Buffalo Rumblings that will drop probably tomorrow about how the Chiefs are not the boogeyman. Win or loss. And so there's this feeling because the Buffalo Bills have lost to the Chiefs in the playoffs a couple of years that uh, you just got to get over the hump. You got to get over the hump. And I don't think that is the same vibe that you had with the Patriots, for example, for all those years. I don't think the Chiefs, the boogeyman. But I would argue they're the white whale. They're being hunted. We are hunting them. You are trying to slay your white whale. Mm. If any of you out there are Moby Dick fans. So we're going to talk about white whale foods. And Mm. white whale foods can be interpreted however you would like to interpret the Moby Dick reference. It could be your food nemesis. It can be a food you are attempting to slay, a food you have yet to slay, but you are actively searching it out. It could be something you've tangled with before, Mm. and it never really got away from, got it really got it, went your way, kind of like Ahab. But for me, my white whale food is ghost peppers. Ooh. And the reason why ghost peppers are my white whale foods because I've had ghost pepper foods before ghost pepper barbecue sauce, I've had some ghost pepper, you know, uh, in a burrito. And ghost pepper for me is a type of heat that needs to be balanced with something I just haven't found the right thing to balance it with. I've had it and it's fine, but I haven't slayed it. Ah. I've consumed it and I've done battle with it and I've come out alive much like Ahab did. He came out alive, but he didn't win. Just surviving is not winning. That's right. So especially when you lose a piece of yourself, and (laughs) as we all know, if you've lost a piece of yourself a couple hours after having some ghost peppers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you lost a lot of piece of yourself. But for me, I'm still trying to find the appropriate dish where ghost peppers can be balanced with something else i can consume it be done with it and go yep that was a that was a that was a assured w that was a decisive victory as dub it was a a dub dub. it wasn't just surviving it wasn't just escaping with one leg it was absolutely unquestionably unequivocally a dub and Mm. so for me my white whale food is ghost peppers. I
2: like that. I like that a lot, Bruce. I, um, I went a different stroke because I'm a different folk. Um, and I went with something that I've mentioned on this show before uh, that I have never tried uh, and would like to conquer. And that to me is caviar. And for the same reasons that I'm sure Andy is in his white whale food is real Kobe Wagyu beef, you know, something from Japanese Wagyu, I'm sure. The reason Andy doesn't probably go for the Kobe Japanese Wagyu beef is how expensive it is. But whenever everyone's, I'm sure at some point, one or another, us common folk who don't eat caviar regularly, it's not a tasty treat or a special snack, right? Um, Typically it's served at some kind of High level party, right? A black tie event, uh, a formal event or d'oeuvre of some sort, right? And I've been to some of these. I was at a golf tournament this year that was very fancy at a at a country club and they served caviar. And there's that moment of deep fear, Bruce, that if you try the caviar in front of people that are that oh, yes, caviar, please. Thank ah. you. And you go ahead and you take it, and you've never had it like me, you have no idea what to expect. I have no idea what the flavor profile will be. I have no idea what the texture will be. And you know me, big, big texture guy. The last thing. Oh my God. Could you imagine the horror in my eyes, Bruce? If I were to toss that cracker with caviar into my mouth, take one boy, take one boy. uh, Wow. Why do I keep saying one boy, one bite and immediately going with the gag reflex? Because that's probably, I, I picture myself doing exactly that whenever I try caviar. So if I'm going to try caviar and immediately either A, reject it, or B, gag, I do not want to be in a group of people that are all wearing suits, ties, enjoying their evening. Uh, then they'll look at me as like some giant lowlife. So um, it's one of those foods I know I'd like to conquer because I'm going to come across it again in a social setting in my life, Bruce. Um so I feel like I need to do it in private. The problem is who wants to buy like a $50 thing to try and then potentially throw up, you know? So there's just this, it's, it's a really difficult, um, it's, it's a true Moby Dick for me.
1: Salty, fishy, no nope. rubber ball bearings.
2: okay.
1: That's caviar. Just so, so you the
2: know. fishiness. What, what are we talking about? What, when you say fishiness,
1: what do you mean? Not like swordfish. not like that fishy, but salty. Salty rubber ball bearings, (laughs) maybe gummy ball bearings. Salty gummy ball bearings. Go with that one. What does what does ball bearings taste like? Just like oil and grease? Well, no, no. So, so, so ball bearings. Yeah. So ball bearings are have the oily, and they're also really small and and really small and round. Yeah. That's why I went with ball bearings. Oily, small, and round. So, and then obviously salty, and then gummy for the texture. Oh, it's gummy. Well the, 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 the little like fish eggs boba?
2: like boba gummy
1: little bit lighter than boba
2: oh man it's small much smaller obviously much 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 smaller um it's not my thing the, it's absolutely a, well, not my thing what would you say the prevailing you're like here's why someone would do it is it strictly All because it, is it the status this of it
1: it's 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 if you if you are someone who likes salt like heavily salted scallops for example I can see why you would like it scallops are I not scallops, su- so. scallops are not super fishy right but they're a little bit they're a little bit salty, a little salt fishy. watery they're a little right fishy for me. yeah um so yeah I would say yeah the same reason people like scallops I, I it's not for me it's absolutely not for me
2: yeah it does not sound like it's for me it sounds like I made a great choice not trying it at the country Club and embarrassing myself because if if I threw some black boba, that was fishy and salty in my mouth. hundred percent. I'm yakking in front of people. It's just,
1: I just, you're, you're going to try it. You're going to come back and be like, Bruce, what are you talking about? This is awesome. And I'm like, okay. Okay. I, don't think so, Bruce.
2: <laughs> I disagree right. with you on some things, but I know that there are a couple of things you wouldn't steer me wrong on. And I feel like this is one of those times that you simply would not steer me wrong.
1: I'm just trying to make, give an accurate representation without, I, I, listen, I appreciate it without it being like, I don't want to say it tastes like garbage, right? I don't want to say that. I want to give you an accurate flavor profile. And I think salty, gummy ball bearings totally works. All right. Well, I'll be sure to never try it now. Thanks, (laughs) Bruce. Appreciate it. (laughs) Well, you know something I wouldn't mind trying? I wouldn't mind trying that Bills Steelers game again. That was fun. Oh, was it? I I would put that on for size one more time. Absolutely. I put it on just a nice little background noise. Yeah, like uh, trying to fall asleep. Like
2: Silence of the Lambs, you know, he just throws the 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 skin suit on, just just for a little while, just wear it around the house.
1: I'd wear sure, it around the sure, house. Sure, sure, sure. You went in a really dark direction, okay? But I'm yeah, trying to follow yeah, you. Yeah. I'm really trying to follow you as you go down this dark <laughs> road. But if Bill's Steelers was a food, Nate, I'm going to let you go first on this one because I went first on the last one. If Bill's Steelers was a food, what kind of food would it be?
2: Bruce, I'm glad you asked.
1: If Bill's Steelers was a food, it would be New York-style
2: pizza. Because you know what they say about pizza, Bruce. Pizza is a lot like sex. Even when it's bad, it's still pretty good. And the Bills rested a lot of their key players. Very key, in fact. Tremaine Edmonds, Jordan Poyer. I mean, they were missing probably two of their three leading tacklers when this season comes to a close. And a guy right now who still leads the league in interceptions is Jordan Poyer with only playing three games, four interceptions in three games you can't mess up pizza i mean you can but it's really hard to mess up pizza just like you can't mess up a 14 point spread
1: Bruce. that's good i like that i like a lot for me bill Steelers. i had something written down and then i had a food this evening for the change your mind that changed my mind wow love that that's what the show is all about yeah we gotta yeah stay late on your toes you know you gotta be flexible
0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. If Bill
1: Steelers was the food, it would be the jalapeno honey hummus that I had this evening. You heard me correct. Jalapeno honey hummus. Here's why. Gosh you have a little bit of it, it's smooth, it's sweet, it's easy. And you're like, yeah, this goes with everything. I could dip (laughs) a a cracker on it. I can say, grab a piece of celery. I can grab some carrots. It doesn't matter. I'm good. It's smooth. It's sweet. It's delightful. And then at the very, very end, it's a little spicier than you thought it was going to be. Just like the Bill Steelers game. At the very, very end, there's pushing and Uh there's shoving and it's feisty and it's spicy. And we're like, listen, this has been smooth the whole time. It's been smooth. It's been delightful. It's been Mm. easy. Can we please not have a scenario where there's brawls, right? Shaq Lawson hits Kenny Pickett low, but it was outside the pocket, completely legal. You have a DeMar Hamlin putting his shoulder into the armpit and shoulder of Kenny Pickett as he slides. Steelers offensive lineman did not take kindly. To that but all that stuff happened at the very end it was smooth and it was sweet the entire game until you start to get that now it's not super spicy it wasn't an all-out brawl the benches didn't clear it wasn't like it was honey hummus with ghost pepper no no honey hummus jalapeno jalapeno is a little spicy it's a little bit it's not it's even a little good. spicy it's a little spicy it's not i mean i've had
2: a hot jalapeno though
1: Sure, yeah, you smoke the darn thing, turn into Chipotle.
2: Well, no, like, I I mean, I've had, like, jalapeno where I was like, whoa, I I got jalapeno because I was not trying to go this level of heat, even after I've taken scenes out. Jalapeno so can lot. be sneaky.
1: Yeah, jalapeno can be it sneaky. It can sneak up on you. So I have a hot take when it comes to peppers. Love hot takes. I really love Anaheim peppers. Ooh. Big Anaheim I'm big, guy. I'm a big Fresno pepper guy. Oh. Okay. Why are did you all think- peppers named after cities in California? San Diego peppers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whoa, no, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Josh Allen is the fireball pepper. <laughs> the fireball pepper. The fireball pepper. Oh, my
2: God. We did o- it. Eventually, they- well, it, it, listen, this was a great run, Bruce. We had a lot of fun doing We had a lot show. of fun. Um, this is it. This, I is, think the, this well, is the pinnacle. What we could do is we could just maybe scroll uh, Richard Nixon's, um, you know, kind of like the 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 piece thing. I am not a crook. I am not a crook, and we just kind of fizzle
1: off into the background. I think at this point. Yeah, I I don't think we can top that. I think that's is it. No, we won't. We should have T-shirts made.
2: The fireball. The fireball pepper. Come on now, come on now.
1: Andy knows what's up. Fireball pepper right here.
2: Now I saw that Josh Allen recently made a hot sauce and a rub and a barbecue sauce. I say we approach him again. And we say, listen, we've got an entirely new hot sauce idea. Fireball
1: pepper. That's a W. It's absolutely a W.
2: I don't know how you, how does he not say yes to that business opportunity?
1: Maybe because we're crazy? I just think thoughts. probably a lot of that because. Just a, that, just an yeah. outside thought that maybe that would be the reason why someone might yeah. turn us down. Yeah, that's probably. But it's not the only game that we're going to compare to a food and compare to food stuff. Because that's what we do on this show. So Bill's Steelers, Nate says, is New York-style pizza. I say it is jalapeno honey hummus. But the upcoming Chiefs game makes me feel like the food simile for this evening. Nate, the upcoming Chiefs game makes me feel like I am attempting an eating challenge. Now, Nate, have you ever attempted an eating
2: challenge before? It's so funny you say that, Bruce, because... That was going to be my, uh, yes. I, I, so not a, are we talking like eating challenge against people or competitive eating competition? Are we talking about like the cheeseburger cheeseburger? Okay. Yeah. The cheeseburger. I did. I, I, the cheeseburger 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 challenge. It's a, it's a, you know, it's a plate sized burger. Uh, I've done it and my face is on the one in uh, off of Niagara Falls Boulevard. If anybody, my face is
1: on the wall. Well, there you go good for you. So for me, this is a eating challenge, Funny. and here's the reason why. I've done an eating challenge. I have succeeded. You can find places where my name or face, of course, is on the wall. Now As I Bruce will tell Nolan. you this: it won't say, it will not say Bruce Nolan because <laughs> FBI. You know, gotta keep that stuff separate. <laughs> but when you sit down to do an eating challenge, yep. Number one, you have to prepare. You don't, oh, you don't, you do just, you don't just decide all randomly on a, on a Saturday afternoon. You don't want to do an eating challenge. That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. You need <laughs> to prepare. You need to plan. You need to know what you're doing. You need to take it seriously. Listen, food is fun. And so is football, mm. but certain games and certain times it becomes more than just fun. It becomes serious, serious business. That's right. And Bill's chiefs is one of those things. This isn't fourteen point spread against the Pittsburgh Steelers anymore. This isn't well. We're going to rest a bunch of our starters, even though they probably could play. You know full well if the Chiefs was last week, Jordan Poyer's playing. Yeah. So is you Tremaine know Edmund. full well so if Tremaine Edmonds is playing last yeah. week. Yeah. If it's the Steelers, if it's, not the, if it's not the Steelers, but in this case, it's all hands on deck. Yeah. I'm attempting. An eating challenge. And maybe I've attempted an eating challenge before and I haven't been successful. And maybe that has given me the resolve necessary to be able to handle this one appropriately. Maybe I had a previous eating challenge where I ran out of time. Maybe I had thought I had time, turns out I only had 13 seconds left. Maybe that's the case. But I learned from that and I move on. And now I'm ready. I'm prepared. I am well established. In the eating challenge space, and I am ready to move forward with the Buffalo Bills. I already mentioned that I do not believe the Chiefs, are the boogeyman, win or lose. I don't want to hear any narratives if the Buffalo Bills lose against the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't hear a single thing about them being the boogeyman, and the Bills just can't get over the hump because a team that was very similar to this team beat a team that was very similar to this Chiefs team last year by 18 points and would have beaten him in the playoffs. If not for 13 seconds, I don't want to hear anything about this. This is not the dynasty, New England Patriots and the drought bills. That's not what this is. And so for me, it's about tackling the next challenge. Mm. It's taking it seriously. It's planning. It's making sure you're prepping the night before the day of it's making sure your health is right. Making sure your time is right. Making sure you're appropriately allocating your energy making sure your prioritization is correct. You got to eat certain things at certain times in certain ways to get max efficiency. You, this is not like eating any other meal. No. The Steelers is like eating any other meal. This is like an eating challenge. Nate, yeah. what you got? I love it, Bruce. I, listen, I, when you, we're cut from the
2: same cloth, you and I, cause I, I was kind of going down the same thought process when I was doing my notes for the show, but I decided to go another deep cut. You went deep cut today on your hummus, your, your weird hummus tirade, right? Uh, your, your hummus soapbox, so to speak. Uh, I'm going to go on my soapbox, and I'm going to go deep, deep, deep for this one. Bill's Chiefs makes me feel like when McDonald's removed the brownie and cinnamelts from the menu. They just had too many damn calories, Bruce. They were so bad for you. <laughs> just terrible absolutely goddamn terrible for your health much like the stress and anxiety of the buildup of this game is absolutely detrimental to my both mental and physical being and frankly emotional beating but it doesn't matter because i'm going to order both of them when they're on the menu i'm going to enjoy them like the fat waste of life that i am and i'm just going to watch the best football of the weekend like i would if the cinnamelt and brownie melt still existed at mcdonald's and i and for a moment i'd, I'd like to you know you know maybe pour one out I, I still have the pour out glass here on the gonna pour one out for the Cine, the 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 cinnamelt and the brownie melts for mcdonald's because that was a great era of fast food much like this is currently one of the greatest eras of buffalo bills football we've seen in some time there are a lot of parallels bruce between the successes of the brownie and the cinnamelt with mcdonald's as there are as the current day buffalo bills um and if you might say so i have tr- i have there's maybe as many troubles trying to choose between, you know, the melt and the Brownie Melt, much like I'm having a lot of issues trying to pick who I want to, who I think is going to win this football game. Bruce. I've kind of gone back and forth all week on it. Um, so that's why at the end of the day, you just eat both and you just enjoy the game and hope for the best outcome. That's what I, that's probably what I'm going to do. I, I usually bet on a lot of these games, Bruce. I bet on a lot of parlays, spreads, outcomes. I'm staying the hell away from this game. I kind of want it to be a pure... Rejuvenating football experience. Have my four o'clock hour, not have any money riding on it. I'm just gonna watch the game in its
1: purest form. I like it. Have you like did it. you you you've had the cinnamon before? I have had the cinnamon. Milk, yes. The brownie melt. I did not have the brownie melt.
2: Oh, Bruce! I'm Bruce. sorry. Oh, dude, this I'm thing. I'm sorry. Was, uh, it was so okay. chocolatey It was so. Ch- oh my god, Bruce! It, and it was hot. It was like a. It's like what you want the lava cake at the restaurant to taste like. It looks like it should taste really good. It's got the, you know, exploding chocolate. And it always is either way too sweet or not chocolatey enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's because it's fake. It's oily chocolate. Like, it's not good quality. There was something, Bruce, about the the fat content that existed in that brownie melt and the cocoa oh my god bruce it just was the best when did they when did they get rid of it when did make oh here we go this is this is the content you all come here for
1: every week nate every week googling bruce. something live on show here we go
2: what the hell happened to brownie melts uh at talkbass.com, which is well, that, that's embarrassing it's talk bass but what are you gonna do uh who else absolutely loved these tasty treats from mcdonald's where have they gone uh, somebody responded back, Ooh, 2011, they went away in 2011. They brought back the McRib, but they have not brought back the brownie melt. That tells you how absolutely terrible it was for you,
1: Nate. I have a, I have a, uh, a suggestion for our listeners. Make your own brownie melt. No food for thought drinking game. It's Every Friday time. night. No, it's <laughs> Friday night. Seriously. It's Friday night. What better, what better opportunity uh, guys? This okay. good. Okay. Quick, stop what you're doing. Especially you're about how predictable you and I are. Okay? You're listening to this show. Stop what you're doing. Email me. I am Bruce Nolan at gmail.com. Email me your ideas for a food for thought drinking game. And I will tweet it out before the episode next week. I will come up with some things. Take a shot if Nate mm. Google something live on the show It's going to be one of those things. It's, I mean, yeah, it's Friday night. Is there a better night to have a drinking game? Is there a better show to listen to and have a drinking game than this show? This is perfect. This it's absolutely it, perfect, especially just because of how predictable
2: and easy. Like you could, you could just we telegraph some things sometimes, don't we?
1: Yes, and we're you know my my wife loves me because I'm predictable, right? Yes. I have had people That's in right. my life tell Consistent. me that you could set your sundial by me. <laughs> <laughs> so I am great to have some sort of drinking game for this show. This show for a drinking game. It. Every time it it. Nate says something, about, like says something about being at a black tie event or being at something snooty, right? Take a drink, right? Every time we Google I something always, yeah. live on show, take a drink. Every time we go off the rails, take it. No, no. If you do it, no, no, no. If you take a drink every time we go off the rails, you will die. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, you'll you'll be you'll be in trouble. Yes. In okay. Trouble. Speaking of in trouble. Yeah. See how's the, how, how's this for a transition? Oh my god! Good transition. A, a, a team that plays another team in the NFL. Okay. And finds themselves in trouble by a lot of points, at a still relatively early part of the game. What do you call that, Nate? What do you team? call it when a team is in a lot of trouble against another team, but the game is not really over yet? What kind of gain is that at that point? It's a, oh man, it's a, what? Boat race. I Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a boat race. Keep going. What else do you say? A boat race. It's a, what would be another term for we boat raced them?
2: Uh, we shellacked uh, Shellacked them, sure. We um uh brutalized, Brutalized uh, works. Uh, let's go with
1: blowout, uh, bludgeoned, bludgeoned works. Good, but I had an email sent to me from who said, Bruce and Nate, I would like your help on this. And I thought this is a great, great, great email for this show. He wants us to define blowout. And I have I have something. So I'm going to go first, and I'm going to kind of talk around it while you think about it. Okay. He said, given that the Bills are on the verge of setting the NFL record for most consecutive regular season wins by double digits, I'm curious as to how you would define blowout. Now, he sent this to me, obviously, before mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills beat the Ravens. Okay. Is it simply a numeric spread between winning and losing teams? If so, what's your number? Or mm. is it a combination of numeric spread and? Feel. For example, the Tennessee game was a blowout no matter how you slice it. No real analysis required. But last year, Buffalo beat Miami 35 to nothing. I remember thinking it was a blowout on paper, but it didn't feel like one. And I don't think I was alone. What say you? Now, I like objective definitions of things. Having Mm. a definition of something that is objective is really important. Really gets you off. Yes, it really does. No doubt. There's no doubt. There's nothing I love more than a good definition. I'll give you a great example. We have frequently misuse the term friend in today's society social media oh, no doubt. has completely diluted the term That's friend right.
2: so, so right.
1: i decided years and years ago that i was going to redefine the word friend for myself and because <laughs> of that i don't have any of them right because here is my definition of friend and i've mentioned this on the Bruce exclusive before if i ask you to help me move and it is not awkward for me to say or awkward for you to hear then therefore you're a friend. Hmm. That's it. It doesn't even matter if you say yes or no. It doesn't matter. If either one of us were to feel awkward it during that request, then you're not a friend. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's that simple. Now, you could be a friendly acquaintance. You could be a, a partner. You could be a, 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 all sorts of wonderful things. But the word friend is used way too loosely in today's society. And a lot of people get offended by this because then, of course, they immediately think to themselves, well, Bruce, does that mean we're not friends? And I'll go, yes, it does. That doesn't mean I don't like you. It doesn't mean we don't have a great relationship. But if I ask you, if I were to ask you in a hypothetical world to help me move and it would be awkward for me to say or it'd be awkward for you to hear, we're not friends. That's the definition. So we're going to define blowout and I'm going to define it this way. A blowout is a game mm. in which the win probability of one team reaches 90% and stays at that number through the entire second half. So you reach it at some okay. point in the second half, and you stay that way the entire time. You can't reach it like the you know the fourth quarter, but you reach it at halftime or in the third quarter, and it stays there the whole time. That's my so you, definition want, you want you want a living definition
2: where I, I feel like I'd like an equation more for this, Bruce.
1: Okay. I'm
2: good with that. Because I, I think about a blowout as two parts feel, one part score. Because I think it's more important to place more emphasis on the feel of a game. A perfect example of this, Bruce, is the Miami Dolphins game. The Bills lost. The Bills did lose. They sort of blew out the Miami Dolphins in terms of statistics in that game. They should have sure blown them out. But they, isn't that funny, though, because in the same working definition you're talking about, you have to hit a, a particular benchmark. Sure. And I'm not sure. I, I think a blowout's more of
1: an umbrella than a benchmark to me. Andy asked, can you reach a blowout prior to halftime? Yes. I'm going to quick rephrase it because I was doing it on the fly. You have to reach 90% win probability at some point in the before the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it has to stay there for the entire remainder of the game. That's my definition of blowout. If you reach 90% win probability in the second quarter, and it never dips below 90 for the rest of the way, that's a blowout. Karen and Castellan have awesome things here. Karen says, if Bruce says, and I'll tell you why, drink. Karen uh, Costellan said that. <laughs> you know what? I just realized yes. I do say that a lot. You certainly And I'll do. tell you why. Yes. Bruce mentions the FBI. Drink. Every time okay. Nate's chair squeaks, drink. <laughs> See, we have something here, Nate. I'm telling you right now, this is the way. This is, this is Come with scary. us on Friday nights. Pull up a chair. Grab your Genesee. And have a drinking game with every us. Every time Nate's chair. Every time Nate's chair. Every time the cat jumps in to the screen, uh, take a drink.
2: That's good stuff. That's good. We're gonna clean start the 20 show
1: 20. next week. Email me this stuff, guys. By the way, email me. Even if you put them in the comment section, email me also so I can keep it in one uh, location. We're gonna start the show next week. Try and remind me, and we're gonna read off the drinking game rules when we do the Genesee Brewery Company Brewing Company uh, ad read. That's what we're gonna do. It's gonna be great. That's so good. So good. That's just just generally speaking.
2: Um it's it's part of this show that is we – we're talking about how genuine the show is because when we start the show, we will have anywhere between 20 and one minute. There is no it just is depends on how busy we are prior to the show, whether or not we're gonna have an opportunity to sit down and chat but we never discuss what we're, what we are going to bring the table in our segments on the show. It's what makes it so genuine when you are saying your bit it's the first time I'm hearing it. it is the same time everyone else is hearing it. But I got to say, there's one really good one in this one. It's Karen. You guys, we won't make it through halfway through this show. It'll be nine 35 and Andy will be like bumping into his TV and just, you know, every
1: time your chair squeaks, we're going to die. You will die. Do not do this. You will die.
2: Yes, actually your doctor would advise you against doing the the food for thought drinking game. But
1: just don't you don't have to tell him. What he doesn't know won't hurt him.
2: That's true. That's true. What 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 your uh
1: what your doctor don't know don't hurt him. Yes, but what your doctor don't know might hurt you. So Yeah, no, really. No, seriously. Winners and losers from this week in the NFL. This has been a fun week in the NFL, in my opinion. I think there's been a lot of potential winners, a lot of potential losers. Let's start with losers. Okay. My biggest loser is, again, something I had to change at the last minute. My biggest loser is Cam Akers. Ah. Cam Akers. Consistently. Consistently. Los Angeles Rams running back. Going into last year, extremely high. Hmm. The NFL and everyone else extremely high on Cam Akers. Terrence's Achilles comes back is ineffective, but that's not the story. The story is, how did he come back from a t- torn Achilles so fast? Again, this offseason, the Cam Akers hype starts building, 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 building. And then he comes out week one, barely touches the ball and Sean McVay starts saying things like, he needs to take better advantage of the opportunities he's getting. And you're like, oh, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, And now, like very weird. Cam Akers is going to miss this game for, quote, personal reasons while Sean McVay says that he and the team are working out some things. Yeah, what's that mean? And he was noncommittal to Cam Akers being on the team moving forward. Cam Akers went from one of the unsung heroes of that running back class. That running back class was Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, DeAndre Swift, and Cam Akers. The big five. And everyone was like, man, these are really, I mean, oh, whoa, who, what's your order of running backs? What's your order of running backs? I was a J.K. Dobbins guy, by the way. It went Dobbins, Swift, Taylor, uh, Akers, Edwards-Alaire for me, I think. Okay, So okay. And Edwards-Alaire ended up going first, which is weird. But, but, Cam Akers went from that. The, he's going to be a better pro than a college player because Florida's Florida State's offensive system and offensive line was a garbage. Like you watch Cam Akers and you go, I don't even know what to do with this. Like I don't know what to do with this. Florida State underdeveloped so many of their skill position players, not skill position, so many of their players, period, period. Under that regime, it was a disaster. And you watch Cam Akers and you go, man, this guy's all, all the talent in the world. Got all the talent in the world. And so when you draft him, you're like, man, this guy could, he could be the steal of the draft. He could be the best running back in this group. Now, of course, it sounds silly because Jonathan Taylor's in that group, but it sounds silly. And you're thinking to yourself, he went from that to I came back from a torn Achilles and I'm here for the playoff run to I got this offseason hype to I might not be on the team and I could get traded for spare parts. This could be a Bills could take him. He could, he could end up as a Denver Bronco. Yeah. Like, Fairly soon. Usually, usually, when a franchise is the
2: face, of the franchise is the head coach says we're working out some things. That means he's in the middle of being is is the term albat is it albatrossed
1: albatross? Can you make the albatross I, into a verb? I think I have no idea. I've, I've never what heard you, albatross used. What as a do verb you before. what do you call it when you send
2: somebody to excommunicated? Yeah, sure. Excommunicate. He's being excommunicated. He's, he's being, being banished, he's being
1: scratched out. He's being scratched out. That's a Stuart Little term. Okay. being scratched out. So my biggest loser of the week, Cam Akers, Nate, what you got? Biggest loser of the week. All of us for having to watch that
2: Thursday night football game. My God, what an absolute disaster. And then what a disaster the post-game press conference was for Ron Rivera. And listen, you know, Ron Rivera is one of those kind of all-time nice guys. A guy you root for in the NFL. Cancer survivor um, is right now trying to steer the ship that's got one million holes in the dike, and he's trying to just put his fingers into all of them to try to stop the the leak from sinking the ship. Um, but it's not a good it's not a good roster. Um, he defended Carson Wentz after throwing him under the bus. So, and I know he wanted to take back what he said, and he kind of blamed the media for misconstruing his words. He said what he said, man. I mean, you, when, I don't know. there. I don't know how much longer he should survive. People want to point out how much respect he holds in that building. No doubt about it. I agree. But eventually, the goal is to win football games, Bruce. And he has not won football games since becoming the head coach of the Washington Commanders. And although respect can certainly play a big role, it it should. I mean, it should be a huge, it should be your baseline foundation is that players respect you, people within the organization respect you. That's why you're in a leadership position, because you hold that respect. But my gosh, man, I I don't know what to make of that franchise because you have to keep a head coach on a bad football team because your team's bad and because your owner is a genuine piece of bleep um and then you've got the Chicago Bears and thank you for to uh our our good buddy Michael Partham for bringing this up as well on the whole we're losers for the game but the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields are also losers in this endeavor as well it's not just the winning team that's a loser it was actually the losers in this game that's also the loser i love what ryan fitzpatrick had to say i i, I don't know what to make bruce of justin fields i I am not convinced that he is got the chops to be an NFL thrower, be a guy that can win from the pocket, and be more than an elite athlete outside of the pocket. We're seeing Jalen Hurts right now, and, and, and Lamar Jackson probably is the two best examples of this. When they are given the tools, when they run an offense that's heavy in RPO, that moves them outside of the pocket, that gets them on the run, gets them creating off schedule, that's where their athleticism and their arm strength and the things they could do begin to thrive. But when you start to ask Jalen Hurts to ha- take three-step and five-step drops from under center and hit timing and rhythm routes, comeback routes, sideline, you know, far-hast, far sideline shots, you're not setting him up for success. Can he make the throws? Of course he can. But is he going to do that? Is that, is that how he's going to win in the NFL? Is that how Philadelphia's 5-0, and potentially going to be 6-0? and No not at all, Bruce and shame on the bears for, well, I want to say shame on the bears, but the bears, it feels like Bruce. And you tell me if you think I'm wrong in this take, it sort of looks like the bears are saying they're throwing this rat out into the, you know, what, what the, 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 the maze. Right. And they put a little piece of cheese at one end and they've given him no tools. They've turned off the lights and, it's a dead end maze and you can't get to the cheese. And no matter what, that, that rat's just going to run circles around it and never realize that he's never getting to the cheese because what they're trying to do is see if he can function in NFL offense with NFL route concepts, with an offensive line that can't block and a group of wide receivers that can't do the things they're being asked to do anyways. So they're setting him up to fail. And even if he wasn't so set up, if all the the, the cards weren't stacked up against him, Bruce, I'm still not sure that unless he had an offense exactly designed like Philadelphia with all the weapons they have and the offensive line that they have, I'm not sure there's a path for Justin Fields to be successful in the NFL. It was a really detrimental night for him because a lot of his weaknesses were on display for people to finally kind of see. And yes, we all agree that Chicago is malpractice and it's terrible coaching and they're not setting him up to succeed. All of those things are true. But I'm not really sure that Justin Fields is a legitimate NFL quarterback.
1: Yeah, I, I watched that and I didn't I didn't come away feeling good about Justin Fields, even though he was the better quarterback than Carson Wentz. That that's a pretty low bar to clear last night. And being better than Carson Wentz at this point is not something that you look at as a feather in your cap. Right. Right. So um whoever the best quarterback on the field was last night wasn't gonna be able to feel overly good about themselves, and their fan base probably wasn't able to feel overly good about them. So my biggest winner for the week. Is going to wait because you're going to go first, but before you do that, some comment section here. Uh, Andy says everyone who watched Thursday night football last night, instead of watching she Hulk and Andor was a loser. I watched she Hulk and Andor the most recent episode of Andor was fantastic. The season finale of she Hulk was weird as crap. So those my, those are my takes. I'm no, no spoilers from me. Bruce is a strict, no spoiler man, but Nate, Your biggest winner of the week is who? Biggest winner of the week,
2: Kenneth Walker. And it's an unfortunate win for him because his teammate Rashad Penny goes down with a season-ending leg injury that now turns the backfield over to the second-round pick, a guy that I think has proven in the short stint he's already had and the opportunities he's been given that he was going to have to earn more carries. He earned them without the injury to Rashad Penny, but Rashad Penny was playing so darn good, Bruce. And it sucks to see the injury happen to him. But at the same time, you know, his injury is opening the door now to see Kenneth Walker in real time take this job over and, uh, and, 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 and really run with it. And I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to sort of see what he's got in that backfield full time for an offense that I think's darn good.